this here is a remarkable Welcome to the Wedding of Distinction podcast, a program for the unique bride and groom. The Wedding of Distinction is a concept, a concept where brides and grooms want something better, not just your average wedding. We have the tools to make that happen. Now, here's your host, Mike Fernino. Everybody, I'm going to apologize to you in advance because it's January. It's it's crap out there as far as the weather. I'm just getting over being sick, and my voice it's just not there. But like the professional I am, I'm going to soldier on and sound like Peter Brady. But that's okay. And boy, do I need a vacation. And, and speaking of vacations, you know, growing up in the '70s and the '80s, I used to watch the show The Love Boat. Man, I love that show. It seemed like so much fun to be out on the open ocean dancing under the moonlight and being able to visit multiple ports of call. Of course, I was just a kid, but it really seemed like something I'd want to do someday as an adult, and especially once I got married uh, for my honeymoon. And, And of course, many couples consider cruises for their honeymoon, so let's dive right in. Today on the podcast, my very special guest is Mr. Craig Rashid of the Polaris Travel Experts. Craig is a professional and certified cruise counselor, and he's going to help us navigate the rough waters and have a little smooth sailing when it comes to planning the perfect wedding cruise honeymoon. So let's get our feet wet today on the Wedding of Distinction podcast. On the Zoom line today, I have Mr. Craig Rashid, and Craig is a CLIA elite cruise counselor with the Polaris travel experts and craig thank you thank you i i pulled you off the boat for this interview i i uh, appreciate your time today and we're gonna we're gonna talk about cruising and honeymoons yes they're a great combination so i'm all for it so what i want to focus on are your favorite cruise lines um what's a great uh you know cruise for people that are planning a honeymoon because i'm sure there are some that might be more appropriate than others and and how has cruising really changed over the years and really evolved into what it is today i know you just got off the world's largest cruise ship so um it sucks to be you huh oh well it was only a it was a sailing that was a three-day preview that royal put on for top selling agents and press and influencers. So it was kind of a whirlwind trip, but it gave us a very good tour of this new class of ship that I 
this is the first ship of a new class for Royal. And it was a good experience. I've got all kinds of experiences from that trip on my TikTok. So nice. So what makes a cruise a great choice for couples planning their honeymoon? Well, for one, if you're, regardless of the length of cruise you're going to take, it could either be three, four, five, six, seven nights. Generally, people that are going to take a cruise for their honeymoon generally choose seven nights. The best thing about that is you would have anywhere from three to four, sometimes five, different ports of call during the week. So a honeymoon generally is if someone just wants to go to Cancun or something, and then you're sitting at an all-inclusive then you're just there. You're not seeing anything. With a cruise, you have the opportunity to be taken to all these different destinations, literally all over the world, and see something different every day and experience something different every day. And that, to me, is more of a honeymoon experience than just going somewhere and sitting for a week at an all-inclusive. This You've got the ships, which, being on the Icon this last week, the ships are turning into more of the destination than the actual ports of call. But in addition to everything that the ships have to offer, you've got the ports. So really, the ability to go to different destinations during one week of trip is a top-of-the-line reason why a lot of people choose cruising right, as their honeymoon option instead of going somewhere for a week. Right. Let's talk ports of call. What are the most popular ones? I know St. Thomas, of course, but uh, yeah. what are what are like the, uh, the combination cruises that you find are the most uh, sought after right now? Well, popular destinations, there's three different areas. If we're going to just stick with the Caribbean, there's three different areas that are major stopping ports. Like for Southern Caribbean, you can do Barbados, Martinique, Antigua, Aruba. Um, if you do Eastern Caribbean, a lot of the cruise lines have their own private islands in the Bahamas, which is generally being stopped at the beginning of the week or at the end of the week. But then you could have Nassau in the Bahamas. You could have St. Thomas, St. Martin, San Juan. And then if you go Western Caribbean, you could have Cozumel, Mexico, Grand Cayman, and even Jamaica. Mm. And the thought of being able to go to all of these places in one week really attracts a lot of people to, to take a honeymoon on a cruise for sure. Do they have cruises that are longer than seven days or is that pretty much the cap? Well, sometimes it really depends on how much time that the bride and groom can um, take time off from work. But I have had friends that have taken three weeks off and they've gone to Europe. And some people, let's say they'll have their wedding in the winter, but then they're going to plan their honeymoon for the summer. And then a lot of people will head over to Europe and they'll do like the Greek Isles or the Mediterranean or the Norwegian fjords. Sometimes they'll even be adventurous and go all the way down to Australia and New Zealand. But on those kinds of trips, you would need at least two weeks to be able to experience it all, including your travel time. Right. Uh, also, could you speak to the uh, Alaska cruise? Is that uh, something oh, that's yes. pretty popular? Yes. Alaska is seasonal. It's only available from April through September. The peak season for Alaska is late June, all of July, and early August. Any people, Anytime people go up to Alaska, it's for the scenery, not so much the weather. So if people believe that they're going to be booking an uh, Alaska cruise to get some sun, you might, depending on the time of year that you go, but it's all about scenery and experiencing the local cultures, which is the same on any route that you take. But Alaska is very popular during the summer months, and you can cruise Hawaii, too. There's one cruise line 
that specifically caters towards Hawaiian cruises round trip Honolulu. Mm. The ship is a little older though, but other lines will do a combination trip over to Hawaii. So there's a lot of different options there too, but Hawaii is another big destination. So talking of the new ships that are coming out, I, I know that Icon of the Seas, what is it, about four times the size of the Titanic? And as the Titanic could fit inside it. That's amazing. And still have room. It was, well, it is. There's actually going to be three of them. Icon was the first one that um, just came into service two weeks ago. The second one's going to be called Star Prince, uh, Star of the Seas, and she will come in summer of 2025 out of Port Canaveral, Florida. And they literally just began the steel cutting for Icon 3. They haven't given us the name yet, and we couldn't get the details out of our sales rep when we were on the Icon. So, But Icon 3 is being built, and more than likely, it will maybe go to San Juan to be homeported, but we don't know. They're also tossing around Galveston, Texas for a homeport. And you've talked about these new ships are the destination in themselves. I mean, I've, I've seen people on roller coasters, water slides. <laughs> Uh, zip lining. I mean, what's what's yeah. going on with Icon? You just get off the boat. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Icon is the world's largest cruise ship, over 250,000 tons, and it could carry a maximum of 7,000 people, in passengers and crew. But there's so many. Royal has always upped their game. And to your earlier question about what's my popular or favorite cruise line, it's Royal Caribbean. I've been on all the lines and all of my, it's, I've cruised 93 times now. And Royal is always my top of the line cruise line to go to. It's all about adventure um, experiences. The Icon has the largest uh, cruise ship water park in the world. It's called Category 6. There's six different water slides on it. They have rock walls. Of course, they always do. The ship has an ice rink in it. It's got a Royal Promenade that goes from one side of the ship to the other and there's parades there. They have a balloon drop at midnight. There's shops. There's specialty restaurants. They have an interior area of the ship called Central Park, which I've is seen. literally a central park with foliage and outdoor um, dining venues. And on the Icon, they had a jazz band that would play up there at night. And then they have uh, the boardwalk, which is on their big Oasis-class ships. But then Icon has... Surfside, which the icon was designed for more towards families. And then so you've got multiple different areas that you can actually go to. And um, another one of my travel agent friends did the newest thing on a cruise ship, and that is to be swung out from the side of the ship, kind of on a zip line, and then bring you back in. So you're kind of walking the plank, literally, out over to the side of the ship, and it's right over the big Royal Caribbean Crown and Anchor logo that lights up at night and they have a camera over the top of your head and you can walk out and then all of a sudden the bottom drops out wow. and then you're on a zip line and then it takes you over the side of the ship and then brings you back in. The whole ride's like 50 seconds. That's crazy. But for those who are like thrills, that's what it is. It sounds a little bit like the stratosphere in Las Vegas except for on a boat. That's very true because you can't gauge the distance of the water but if you're on Crown's Edge, you're almost 200 feet above the water. Wow. So what is your favorite port of call? If, if you were recommending, if some couples came to you and said, Craig, where, you know, what's the best uh, all around for a honeymoon that uh, will get the, the best overall experience with the, with the islands, what, would, uh, what Greek, would you say? Greek Isles. Yeah. And 
that's just top of the line. You, there's nothing that compares to the Greek Isles. And in a lot of times, the cruise ships will stay there in certain ports, you know, longer than normal. You usually stay there for about eight hours. But when you're cruising Greece, sometimes you could have a 24-hour stay in one port. So Greece, running the Greek Isles, is you could even sail round trip Athens. Sometimes you can sail out of Barcelona. You can sail out of Rome. I'm actually going to do another Greek Isles next year, 2025, and it's a round trip Rome where you're, we're going to see Italy and go into the Greek Isles, and then we go back to Rome. So Greek Isles would be number one destination for Europe. Mm. Caribbean would be the top destination for U.S. baselines. And could you talk a little bit about uh, getting there as far as the air travel? Where is the main uh, port of call for these uh, ships to be leaving? Um, if you're doing Europe, like I said, for Rome or for the Greek Isles, it's sometimes Barcelona, Rome, Venice. So a lot of people will go in. If you're go if you're going out of Europe, you're going to want to go over like a few days before. So some of the people will do what's called a pre-cruise package where they'll book a two or a three-night hotel stay in the departure port. So if you're sailing from Rome, Rome center is about an hour away from where the port is. So you fly into Rome, you spend three days in Rome, then you take the shuttle and it'll take you over to the ship and then you head out. But major destinations are there. And then for the U.S., of course, you can the major ports out of the U.S. side is going to be Miami is a big one, Fort Lauderdale, Port Canaveral on the east coast of Florida. Then you have New Orleans, Galveston, Texas. Um, and then on the west coast, you even have Los Angeles or Long Beach. And then if you're going to do Hawaii, you're going to fly out to Honolulu. You're going to do Alaska. It's generally round trip Vancouver or Seattle. So they'll usually, I always encourage everybody to go in at least a day before. That way, if there's any problems with the luggage, flight delays that you're not going to miss the ship because if you go in the day of sailing and you have flight delays or luggage problems, the ship's not going to wait for you. They'll leave and you won't have any refunds. So always, always, always go in the day before and always get cancellation insurance just in case. Good point. So uh, I'm assuming, Craig, that uh, cruises are all-inclusive, correct? As far as what you get, what is uh, some of the, for a couple on a budget, what is the value in cruising versus, let's say, planning your honeymoon at a regular all-inclusive destination? Well, originally, cruising wasn't designed to be all-inclusive because they they realized that if you have a non-drinker doesn't want to drink alcoholic beverages, and they go into all-inclusive, and they have all these alcoholic drinks, they're wasting money because they're not going to be entertained with something that they don't want to do. So cruise lines now created drink packages specifically for people. If you just want soda, water, and juice, there's a package for that. If you want just beer, soda and juice, there's a package for that. And then if you want top of the line alcoholic drinks, there's a package for that. So the we as agents will go over all of those details of what fits the budget. And that's why we ask open-ended questions about what they're actually interested in doing, what do they want to experience. They have an opportunity to book what's called specialty restaurants. Those are above and beyond the regular food that's included with your cruise, which would be the main dining room and the buffet. There are steak restaurants and sushi and seafood and you name it, they've got it. Mexican, it's all different experiences. Some lines include some of them in their price point and some of them do not. But in the booking process, we go over all of that. And then a lot of the cruise lines will offer pre-cruise sale packages where you could actually go and maybe pick 
you want to dine in a specialty restaurant two nights during your cruise, you can buy a package for that. If you want an entire week's worth of specialty dining and never go to the dining room or the buffet, there's a package for that. So it's up to the agent, us, to be able to qualify the people to find out what they actually want. And then they will be able to buy and be able to enjoy what they want to do. And then the other thing is doing short excursions. You can either, if you're familiar with the port, you can just walk off the ship and go explore on your own. But if you've never been there before, you can actually do what's called a short excursion, book it through the cruise line, and then a tour company would pick you up right at the ship, take you to where your excursion's going to go. You spend a few hours there, maybe an entire day there, and then the excursion brings you back to the ship. So we just, I make sure that I tailor the trips according to what the people's needs are. And as far as the staterooms, there are multiple options as far as the basic right up to full suites, correct? Right. You got inside cabins, which is your least expensive. And then your ocean view with a large square window. But now the bigger ships like the Icon, Royals, Oasis class ships, they have what's called interior facing balconies and ocean view balconies. So if you have, if you're on any of the Oasis or the Icon, and you have a cabin that is on, that faces Central Park. It's actually a full cabin with a balcony, but your chairs and you sit on your balcony, you get to view and people watch down on Central Park. People that are walking through there and listening to the music. Um, you can get an interior balcony that faces down on Boardwalk or the new Surfside for Icon. A lot of people are concerned about those balconies because they think there's so much going on that they won't, there's going to be so much noise, but the cabins are soundproofed. So at night, you don't have to worry about it. If there's a party going on on the boardwalk, you won't even hear it because you're, you've got your balcony door closed. You won't, it's soundproofed. The suites are at the top of the ship. They generally have their own neighborhood. So you have your own suite sun deck and your own restaurants to dine in. You literally don't even have to leave that area of the ship if you don't want to, but that's not the goal of a cruise. And then you have your ocean view balconies that, of course, are the st standard cabins with a nice balcony that you just watch the ocean go by. And I've had cabins from inside all the way up to suites. And I still prefer the ocean view balconies, especially if you're going to be going to Alaska or Europe, you should always plan on getting a balcony. We're talking with uh, Craig Rashid from the Polaris travel experts. And we're talking uh, cruises. Um, this one being in the wedding industry, I have watched over the years, the evolution of, People kind of the do-it-yourself thing. This not only applies to DJs. I've seen many do-it-yourself justice of the peace, go online, get your little certificate, and boom, you know, your buddy is doing your wedding. Mm. What I want you to speak to here, Craig, is why it really benefits someone planning a cruise and a honeymoon, why they really should go through a professional agent. Well, this, is, this has been the vein of travel agents since I think they were created in year one. But you've got, we have the experience. For me specifically, I've been in this industry for 32 years. And I've sailed on 93 cruises all over the world on all the major lines. I have training through the Cruise Lines International Association. I've been in this business so long. I know what open-ended questions there be. I can't tell you how many times I go onto TikTok or YouTube and you see people videoing themselves saying, this is the worst cruise I've ever been on. The food is bad. Um, drinks aren't worth it. But then when you go in and you do a little more detail digging, you find out that they booked it on their own. They didn't read the fine print. 
They didn't look at where their cabin was going to be located. The biggest draw for people is that they see a starting from price on all the websites. It'll say seven nine cruise from two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's not going to give you any other details about what that is. They're going to book it because they're attracted to price. But then they find out when they get to the ship that it's an inside cabin, way in the front end of the ship. And when you're at sea, no matter how big the ship is, you're going to feel movement. And if you just do this all on your own and you have no idea where you're going to be, and it's, oh, I've been through some storms. The ships can be tossed around. They put these videos out there that this was the worst experience ever, but that's not the cruise line's fault initially. This is why people really need to use an experienced cruise agent such as myself to be able to tell them the ins and outs of this and to tell them price point is not it's it's a way to get your attention. But literally on some cruise lines, you get what you pay for. Mm. And I think a lot of people realize what I'm talking about, because some lines will cater towards an entirely party, nonstop drinking atmosphere for the entire time. And there's a lot of people that like doing that. But then there are lines that are that are refined. They have five-star service, sometimes six-star service. It, and the destinations, too. Some of these people that book online don't even pay attention to where the ship is going. And they don't pay attention to what documents that you need. That's a big thing. Right. What documents you need, when to go. And if they show up without the correct documents... And they book this on their own. They are literally on their own. So we could go on and on and on about that. But those are the big things. Fantastic. So how can the listeners of my podcast get in contact with you, Craig, to plan a cruise honeymoon or just go on a, a cruise anyway for, for the heck of it? <laughs> Tell us all about well, it. Well, I've, I've got um, my – I have a business Facebook page, and it's under the title of Cruising Voyages – I have my TikTok page, which when I went on Icon, I can't remember. I think I maybe had 140 followers when I left on Icon and about 2,000 likes. When I got back from Icon and I posted all my videos of the different cabin stateroom videos and tours that I've done, I now have 500 followers and almost 5,000 likes. And it's it's where people could find me there. It's also under Cruising Voyages. I have my business card. My email address is my first initial last name, C-R-A-S-H-I-D, at PolarisTravelExperts.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me because I'm either on my phone or on my laptop or on my desktop so I can get the answers out to you right away. But um, a lot of people, they put the comments on my TikTok videos and I respond to them right away from there. They'll comment on my Facebook. I'm really good at getting back to everybody. So those are the top areas of being able to get a hold of me are those. Excellent. Plus I'll, I'll post your contact information on our show notes and uh, I really appreciate your time today. I'm sure you're off on another cruise this uh, coming weekend, probably right. Oh no, not till July, but it's going to be on another Royal ship. It'll be on the new utopia this season, July. So be around for a while. Sounds great. Your information was valuable. I appreciate your time. Smooth sailing, Craig. Oh, thank you very much, and look forward to helping all of you guys. The Wedding of Distinction podcast is a production of Music in Motion Entertainment. All rights reserved. Any unauthorized publication of this program is strictly prohibited. For the Wedding of Distinction podcast, I'm Mike Vincent. Happy wedding planning, everybody. Come on.